Hey, this is Mike Herrera. You're listening to Magnified Pod. This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MX, PX, and we're back. Yeah. I am Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Yep. This is episode 34. Boom. And... You know what? This is this is an episode that has come that was birthed from a voicemail ah. that we received, yeah. which we will get to. Mm-hmm. But we did not announce last week mm-hmm. what we were going to be doing because, like many weeks as of late, we don't exactly know yeah. <laughs> what we're going to be doing. Uh, we kind of figure it out a little bit later if we need to. Right. But as I'm assuming you can tell, this is <laughs> 10 years in running. Yeah. And John alluded <laughs> to me before we even started that their ma- magnified <laughs> Studios West may stand divided again. A house divided yet once more. Yeah, I I have a lot of thoughts. It'll be interesting. I should say, we talked about covering this a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I think it's just kind of like, well, we've covered all these songs before. Are they that different? But um, thanks to the prompting from the listener that we'll hear from in a bit, I think it was actually really worth going back and looking at, and I think it'll be an interesting discussion. And mm. I think... Uh, you know, your voice matters, people. It does. We, we wouldn't be covering this without you, the listeners, engaging. And even though democracy ain't real, it's a fairy tale. <laughs> uh, it's real here on Magpod. <laughs> so let us know what you want us to cover, and perhaps we will do that. Yes. Um, but, you know, before before we get there, mm-hmm. John... <laughs> it's a big day. It is a big day. So... If you, I don't know if you've been listening lately. I don't know if this is Andrew's health corner, the esophagus <laughs> chronicles. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that that's pretty. That that's the least interesting <laughs> trilogy. Andrew and the esophagus chronicles. It's like a Fun. dystopian young adult novel that <laughs> nobody ever published. Yeah. So. Um, I am back on wheat for the time being. Which means? Which means I have wasted no time. <laughs> I have brought in some beer yeah. that we are going to be drinking yeah. right right now because we are not waiting. We're three minutes in and we're doing this. So um, got some local stuff. Good the, local stuff. The uh, pipe works. So for the people coming to Chicago yeah. uh, in a few weeks... Uh, Pipeworks Brewing is a bomb-ass yeah. brewery in Chicago. There it is. <laughs> Everything and they make is delicious. It is delicious. So we are going to... And these are in a couple bombers. Um, but this first one we're going to be trying is called Deep Current. And it is a sour ale 
brewed with black currants. And Into I got it. this because I knew my boy Johnny Potter is a fan of the sours. That's true. Let's want to get that uh, the next one on mic there. Yeah, I do. Come on, come on, buddy. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> Like yeah, I, a pro. I, I like a good sour. I also like when it's kind of a darker, weirder sour, which I think this sounds like it will be. So let's. I'm gonna give this just a. How's it? How's it smell in the old? Well, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell from from a bottle. Sure. So let's pour one out. For... Oh, this is not dark. Well, it'll be interesting though. Check out that ABV. Perhaps a little higher than normal. Okay. This does now Into it. now that I'm smelling in the pint glass, it does smell seven point five percent. Pretty bad. good for a sour. Yeah, I would say. You um oh there's your glass. There it is. Yeah, we we got a I'm gonna cheers. <laughs> no. Uh say more swish swish it around and say more things about the notes you detect. Yes. <laughs> we'll feel it over our teeth. Or not. Cheers, man. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to you having many more beers. Oh. It's definitely interesting. A little bit like grape juice. <laughs> it is. It doesn't. It doesn't have a punch. It doesn't have that bite. It doesn't yeah, have a very agreed. soury bite. Yeah. I don't dislike it. After just talking, talking up <laughs> everything <laughs> they make is delicious. This one kind of sucks. Um, no, it doesn't. It, I I like it, but it's yeah. If you're expecting. Sour Patch Kids Sour. You're not going to get it. No. A little smoother. I just want, yeah, I was just going to want to check to see if I could find a date on the bottle. Because I, <laughs> uh, skunky. I, well, I got, no, it's not skunky. I just, um, I got, you know, I was, I got some at Binnie's. Binnie's, a local, um, liquor store retailer in the Chicago area. Sometimes I find myself checking dates. Yeah, on sure. stuff there because they order shit in bulk, you know? Right. And sometimes those stacks that they have, they can be sitting around for a while. Yeah. So, um... Called out, Binnie's. No <laughs> you, longer a sponsor. You, you, you are on notice. <laughs> yep. On blast. Um, but, you know, until until our uh, sponsorship runs out um, <laughs> with Binnie's, you can go to... Binnies.com and enter the code MAGPOD will get you fucked. And then it's a long code. It's a long code. Yeah, I don't, talk to them about renegotiating. I that. don't know why they insisted on us having a really long code. Yeah. It could have just been MAGPOD, but they <laughs> they wanted to know though they really cared about you know what what do your listeners hope to get out of purchasing Benny's <laughs> products and alcohol. Like, they want to get fucked up. Right. So. Good bit. This is a great bit. <laughs> really solid bit. Um, so why don't we, uh, we'll continue drinking uh, this beer. Yeah. And then we'll crack open another one. Um, well, Thanks we'll drink. So. We'll drink the other one. Right. It's already cracked. It's already cracked. For the audio for, pleasure. For the ASMR. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about um, some MXPX adjacent news. So 
you know that we have long talked about our boy who is not our boy. <laughs> no. But well, we would like to be yeah. our, our boy. Yes. Steve Kravak. Yep. Talking hashtag, about getting him back. Hashtag Kravak back. Guess what? Well, he is back. He back. Andy back. <laughs> uh, he is. He has been working on a debut album, a solo debut album, under the moniker Stephen Bradley, and hot off the presses from like a little over a week ago, he says that uh, he posted on his website that. It's done. The album is done. The album is called Summer Bliss and Autumn Tears, which is emo as fuck. Yes. <laughs> so emo. But, you got autumn and tears. It's like <laughs> double whammy. Yeah. Um, so he said that it's uh, heading to the pressing plant and uh, it will be released. Uh, Porterhouse Records will be releasing the album. And there are some interesting people credited hmm. on this record somebody um who is playing pedal steel so Ooh, that'll make you happy yeah it will um but somebody that we know and love mike carrera mi carrera mi carrera <laughs> Mikel. Mikel herrera Mikel. so uh i can only assume Mike will be slapping the bass. Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, it doesn't. He's a man of many talents. Yeah, uh, he could be shredding guitar. Never know. He could be doing some background vocals. Yeah. Um, he could just be hanging out in the studio for some sex appeal. Hand gestures. <laughs> Gesticulating. Want to do. Th- throwing balls. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, <laughs> H- the H bomb. He he brings a lot to He's the got studio. A sack. Yeah. Bringing that sack full of balls. <laughs> So uh, this Kravak album is 11 songs in the power pop vein. He says fans of Matthew Sweet, Big Star, Bob Mould, and Teenage Fan Club. Into that. Yeah. So he says it arrives in spring, this spring. So Sounds like the timing is just right to hashtag get him in the pod. Yep. Hashtag get Kravak on the pod. I would, I have been hesitating. <laughs> You're worried he, he may not vibe with us? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've been, I've been, it's, it's embarrassing. And I will admit that there have been more than just, more than just a single time where I've opened up Instagram uh-huh. and, and opened up a it. message and yeah. started a message to Kravak. And I was just like, I think about you all the time. No, no, wait. <laughs> so I just want to say, um, no, fuck, delete, 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 delete. We have this thing that we say called get Kravak back. No, that's stupid. It's, um, I I, that would be humiliating if I, if I said that. But um, anyway, so uh, people... Be on the lookout for that Stephen Bradley jam. Yeah. I'm anxiously awaiting hearing that. Yeah. Anyway, so John, what's been what's been going on in the John Potter sphere? Not too many exciting things. Just playing that elf board game. 
I don't yes. know. That's all I have to <laughs> reference. <laughs> Let's hear it. We were just talking off mic before we started recording about uh, this Alf, you know, Alf, the Muppet from the 80s. Is he is he a he's Muppet? A, he's a puppet, I suppose. Is I didn't know if he was Jim Henson no, related. He's, he's not Henson or Jace. He is his own his own thing. Was there was he was he a full on puppet like was he like always behind a couch? Was he ever walking? So. Well, there were times when he walked and it was like ugh, jarring. <laughs> like in the opening credits, do you remember this? It's it's been a solid minute. He um he like takes a, a picture of the family and like you know, it was the old school cameras where he sets it and then has to run back into the group. And when he runs, you're just like, no. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is the jam. Bass. <laughs> I think for, uh, for on the cover three, they should do the elf theme song. Scandalous. <laughs> Yeah, he's walking in on the mom in the shower. Alf, I'm on the phone. <laughs> the whole, uh, the boy is psyched to see Alf. <laughs> the whole, the whole angle with the Alf intro is that he's using his camcorder. There he is. He record the family. He's trying to eat the cat. He's trying to eat a pie. See, okay. He's the family is gathering. Alf blows on it on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he runs in, and you're like, oh, weird. No, thank you. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> that was that was super we, fucking weird. We almost always see him behind a counter or a couch or whatever, but yeah, occasionally, a, clearly a little person in an elf suit will run around. Anyway, yeah. I have a board game of elf <laughs> from when I was a kid, and I found it in my board games today, and I was just talking about how great an objective the game had, which was, and I quote, be the first player to outsmart Mrs. Achmanic and find Lucky the Cat to win. Um, I watched a lot of this show, but I couldn't tell you about Mrs. Achmanic. That's that's all a blur. Anyway, this um, has been the ALF Corner, which you can expect to hear uh, many entries in, much like the Esophagus Chronicles yep. going forward. Um, that's what's new in my life. Sick. That How was about a. You? How about you? Um, well, I have recently purchased a ticket to 350 Fest. Oh shit! Um, I haven't. August 23rd through the 25th, Tinley Park, 350 Brewing. Uh, not dissimilar to Punktoberfest, right? But much on a much larger scale yeah um we uh so our boy danny stairs mm-hmm. will also coming be coming out is he going to both days um as of right now we are both just hitting up the saturday which will have the mighty mighty boss tones right the menzingers yeah um i'm assuming the lead singer of bayside mm-hmm. iron chic Zebrahead, Buck09, Much the Same, Direct Hit, and more. Pretty good. Yes. And on Friday, it's Me First and the Gimme Gimme's, Lucky Boy's Confusion, and the Suicide Machines. And some others, I guess, that aren't announced. Nothing is announced for 
Sunday as of as of right now. Okay. But I'm gonna keep my eyes on that. Yeah, I mean I've never seen the boss tones. Oof. I used to see them a lot back in the day. Yeah. Uh I watched a video of them recently. They're older dudes. <laughs> yep. And the, the, the dancing guy is he's still dancing. <laughs> he's older. It's just it's funny. Good you know, good job them. They've been around it's for true. a solid minute. They so Twenty years ago, they put out a great show. I can only assume it's still still the same. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine that they're, you know, that they've declined no. like that much and that in just the past couple of years. But they're showmen. Yes, the show must go gone. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. waiting to see where you're going. That it was, was pretty good. No, and that I, was. I think you stuck the landing. <laughs> stuck the. Scanding. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. Uh, yes. So um, we have we have a lot of voicemails, lots of things right. to discuss. So why don't we why don't we go to should we do first time long time? Let's do it. We have a voicemail from Jason. Hey, this is Jason Ariano from uh, Alto Loma, California. I uh, saw so your question of the week, finally did this time. Uh, first time I discovered a Pokin Etcha album. It was actually in 1994. Uh, I just recently got into bands like No Effects, Pennywise, uh, punk stuff like that. So uh, my mom was going to the Christian bookstore, and she goes, you want to come? And I was like, okay, whatever, because <laughs> most back then the only good Christian band was the Crucified, and they broke up in 92, so I was like, Hey, maybe I'll find the the crucified uh, self-titled album there. So, so I went with my mom, and uh, as I walked in, there was an end cap of this new record label called Tooth & Nail Records. They had the crucified CD I was looking for, and they also had a few other CDs. Uh, Blunderhead, Prime Candidate for Burnout, which I fell in love with and recently wrote a blog about Blunderhead. They said Focused. They Focused was a band I saw open up for the crucified. So I picked up that CD, and they had another CD called MXPX Poconatcha. And I was like, man, this album cover looks really cool. I'll check this out. So I went home, listened to it, and fell in love right away. And it reminded me a lot of the bands I was recently getting on into, like No Effects and bands like that. And uh, from then on, I've been an MXPX fan since 94. And, uh, and a little side note, I actually got a Teenage Politics at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, MXPX played uh, at some festival there, and uh, it was the first time I was able to get the Teenage Politics album. But yeah, poking at you, I've been listening. I've got 94, so thank you guys for the great podcast. Enjoyed listening to it. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Man, I it's, you know, after these last couple of weeks hearing all these people say, Oh yeah, I just you know got it in '94. That's because I was only I was only ten years old. Little boy. I was a little boy. <laughs> I was only you know in those times just beginning to discover punk music. Yeah. It was I had only at first in fifth grade was when I first discovered um, Green Day's Dookie. Yeah, and yeah, it was sixth grade for me. And I was just like, wow, what is this? Because as in an aforementioned 
many times we've talked about my first CD being Michael W. Smith. And so my understanding of what music was <laughs> up until that point was mostly contemporary Christian music. Sure. Had you heard like Nirvana on the radio and stuff though? Um, only because I, I was living before I moved to the Chicago area in the mid nineties, I was living in Kansas. Right. So, and my exposure to music was very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not, you know, there weren't like, to my knowledge, I didn't know what record stores there were in Salina, Kansas. Sure. Um, I was mostly playing outside or, you know, <laughs> riding my bike. Yeah. I was not, I was not jamming to any skis when I was in elementary school. I, I think I mentioned that I first heard Smells Like Teen Spirit right when it came out, so I would have been whatever, you know, 10-ish. But, like, I remember hearing it and being like, I am instantly drawn to this, but also, like, this is this is bad. Yeah. Like, this is kind of scary. Um, but that was probably my first, like, punkish exposure. And I wanted more, but I was I was also afraid. Yeah, uh, but Dookie. Well, easier I mean, if, to. If you turned the lights out, it would have been less dangerous. That's that is true. Um, I'm trying to think of other lyrics. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, anyway, so uh, seeing them at Knott's Berry Farm rules. Uh, I wish I had seen them there, and maybe they were high fiving Snoopy, and you know, just, <laughs> that's a yeah. good story. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. Thanks for that. Yeah, Jason. Um, you know, and let's let's go to the aforementioned uh, voicemail about ten years and running. Hey guys, CJ here. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the redo of Poconacha. Uh, I'm glad you guys are revisiting that. I just wanted to give you a call here, though. I went through all your like your episode list because I was like. I was sure you guys did an episode on 10 years and running, uh, but I don't think you have. I couldn't find it. I looked twice, and I don't remember hearing it. So um, that that record, I think, is totally worth doing. And here's a couple thoughts I have on it. Um, Like, I think that came out, well, it would have been 2002, obviously. I think it was around the time that International Super Hits came out from Green Day. And I was a huge Green Day fan, as was most people. But that record just annoyed the shit out of me. I, I thought it sucked so bad because it was, uh, like, I could have burnt that CD myself. They literally yeah. just had, well, other than the first two tracks being brand new, uh, they had uh, just all the singles in order of their release. And uh, Super <laughs> from, lame. from Dookie through Warning through four records. And I could have burnt that record myself. Like, it just, it was annoying. Not, none of the songs were changed or different or anything. That's why I love 10 Years and Running so much, because it was not, they could have done a greatest hits record at that point. Mm-hmm. MXP could have taken, you know, a couple songs off of Teenage Politics. They could have taken Life in General. They had Buffalo. They had Ever Passing Moment and Renaissance EP, which I think they used. They could have just done their singles in order and, that, and released that. 
but I love how they reimagined a lot of the songs. They they obviously re-recorded Punk Rock Show from scratch. Right. Um, I'm just looking at the track list here. I don't know. <clears throat> Chip Magnet did have some changes. I think they doubled up some vocals on there and added a couple other things. Like, I'm curious when they go about that. Do they go back into the raw? I don't know if you can find out. Do they go back into the raw recording and add tracks, or can they actually just layer in some new ones over top? I don't know what the... But I think, uh, what other ones here? Oh, yeah, Tomorrow's Another Day definitely had some added vocals and some... The, I know the bridge was definitely different. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, PXPX, I don't know if they did anything with that one. Uh, but I love how these songs aren't the the most obvious uh, popular tracks off any of those records. Some of them are, but, I mean, you got Rock and Roll Girl on here. You got Dolores, Lonesome Town, Let It Happen. I think this was the alternate version of Let It Happen, which I'm with you guys. I don't like it as much as the one on Let It Happen, the record. But um, anyway, I think it's an awesome record. Uh, Running Away and My Mistake. I, I, Running Away, actually, is one of my favorite songs. It's on all my MXPX playlists. Like, the riff in that track is, is amazing. I imagine it got cut from Ever Passing Moments. But anyway, I'd love to hear you guys break down this record and all the... Yes, we will be breaking down this record. Yeah. Um and it's because of you that we yeah. are going to be doing that. Thanks, CJ. Um, we'll answer your questions or yes. speculate what we think the answers might be, but perhaps we'll wait on, on yeah. that. We have another CJ. Hey, guys. Uh, CJ here. Um, I just had some thoughts about this uh, Poconatra Revisited. Because, um, like, um, you know, I never got into that album, like, at all. I, I think I gave it a shot when uh, I think... Tooth the Nail at one point released that triple threat, I think, where they had Coconacci, Teenage Politics, and Life in General. So I, I listened through that, but, um, you know, I maybe listened to Coconacci from start to finish maybe twice in my life. Wow. And there's just wow. too much there to digest. Like, I just, I, I can't even, I, I remember I couldn't even tell the good songs from the bad songs. So I'm glad you guys broke it down and, you know, like, like point out, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is a good melody. You can kind of hear it through there. So that's good, but I, it gets me thinking. Like, um, like it, I think there are actually great songs on there, as you guys pointed out, and it would be very cool to hear them like redone. And even though John may not like that, but which led me to think, like, like if you guys could, let's say you could produce, you know, Poconatra revisited the album, where you have to cut a, a significant amount of time and a significant amount of tracks. So you got to bring it down to like I don't know, like twelve to fifteen tracks, and and even in those tracks they can be edited down in length uh, to 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 get to the point more, and and then you know the production quality would be a lot better as well, and combined with the the shorter record overall, and how how great that would be to listen to. I I'd listen to that. But I, I just can't stomach the album the way it is now. So, I don't know. I'm curious which, if you could make a list of the perfect Poconaccia revisited album, what would that be? And which songs need edits? Um, so, this this was another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, CJ was crushing it <laughs> yeah, this really week. Controlling us. So, um, so, actually, it was CJ and our dude Brian Walker mm-hmm. who had independently said, what would be 
your top songs. Right. I so, think Brian said if you narrowed it down to 10. 10, yes. Which is what I've done. Which is what I've done as well. I feel like we're comfortable with the like 10 yeah. tracks. I feel like project. I feel like 10 songs, it's yeah. as they say, kill your darlings. Yeah. You have to it honestly um honestly. Honestly. Uh hashtag #crackback. Uh honestly, uh the first eight songs, uh-huh. I was like, boom, 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 Agreed. boom. And then nine and ten, it's I was tough. like, it got tough. Yeah. There were a couple that I had to lose that I shed yeah. a single tear yeah. as I okay. did so. Okay, so um, I, I'm i not doing this. I didn't, I didn't remix the order. No, I didn't either. I thought about that. And I also thought about what CJ said about if you had recommendations for shortening songs. Which that would be a more ambitious yeah. project. Um, I'd be open to that. I didn't do that this time. No, I didn't do that either. I didn't. I didn't go through and um, look at song transitions, you no. know, from the, like any of that stuff. But um, so why don't we just start with uh, first track? I think I think ours are going to be very similar yep. until about two-thirds through and then there may be some differences we shall see <laughs> uh anywhere but here i'm keeping of course anywhere but here and if and if that would be a, an example of a song cut yeah, down right you, significantly yeah. cut, a, cut a little bit of that fat off there yeah yep okay so we both had anywhere but here mm-hmm. week stays i do not have week whoa i thought you really liked week um my my second song is one ad okay fascinating yeah I I feel like when we did the first pod, you were talking about week as like a contender, even maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's all it, a blur. I had to kill the darlings. It's true. I like week a lot, but yeah. I'm, I'm with you that it's you know, it wasn't one that like I would absolutely 100 percent need to stay if we were cutting it even further. I'm but. actually surprised that you have week. I like week. I think it's you know flesh nature. <laughs> interesting interesting <laughs> that's not why but. no uh okay one ad stays obviously yeah and so um so that was your number three yeah right and mine is think twice okay so you cut realize too uh i do not have realize i also got rid of realize okay so i kept think twice yep kept unopposed unopposed kept the aspect i did not have i the thought aspect. that might be one that you would lose um, see i like the aspect ears to hearing is is one i kept I cut that one, and okay. I knew you would keep yeah. that one. Right now, <laughs> I d- that was the one that was probably toughest to lose. Interesting. Uh, PXPX. Yes, I also cut Bad Hair Day and Too Much Thinking. Bad Hair Day, Too Much Thinking, both get cut for get us. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Bad Hair Day will be a tough loss for some. Not, uh, not for, for us. Me. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, so keep PXPX. Yes. Keep Time Brings Change. Time Brings Change, of course. And then cut a couple of these guys. Jars of Clay, High Standards, get out of here. How about you? Those are gone for okay. me as well. Another uh, song about TV? Um, Walking By is my next one. Okay. I Yes. So Did I, you cut is, Walking By? Of course not. <laughs> I'm just saying I kept another song about TV. I had a feeling so you I. would lose that. Oh, I have another song about TV. Oh, I thought you cut that one. Okay. No. Twisted Words got out of there? Twisted Words is my number 10. Oh, interesting. I cut that one. Okay. So yours goes, go through the last few. Okay. Okay. 
Well, let me just run down the list. Okay. Because I th- did you do all yours yet? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Walking By is the last one. Okay. Anywhere But Here, Juan Ad, Think Twice, Unopposed, Years to Ear, PXPX, Time's, Time Brings Change, Walking By, Another Song About TV, Twisted Words. Did I mix up an order there? Yeah. I also, you kept Twisted Words, right? Okay. Yeah. You mixed up the last couple, but that's fine. Oh, whoops. Uh, okay. So what did you, do you have the list of what you cut? Um, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, that's fine. I didn't keep a list of what I cut. I've got Anywhere But Here, Week, One Ad, Think Twice, Unimposed, The Aspect, PXPX, Time Brings Change, Another Song About TV, Walking By. So, you know, I, Jars of Clay would make it on my extended. I agree. Um, I like be- that song. Because the... I honestly, the, the the end the end of it yeah is fucking, I like that. is fucking sweet. A lot, I would say a handful of these were really tough yeah. to lose. Um, so yeah, on the cutting room floor for me, realize ears to hear, tough one, bad hair day, too much thinking, jars of clay, high standards, twisted words. This last batch, I think for both of us, not that tough to lose, but yeah. no room. JJ song, one way window, dead end. So yeah. So, I mean, for me, um, cutting Twisted Words would have caused ignominy. It's a tough one. I really like that song, and I like it so much more. Let the record show that John (laughs) hates Twisted Words. Yep. Now that we, I mean, like I said when we did the revisited, Twisted Words cause ignominy has, like, (laughs) been in my head for the last year. So, it's a tough loss. Yep. So, um... Did you did you total up your runtime? I didn't, but I think it's pretty close to what. Uh, so yeah, Brian had said ten songs. CJ had said like cut about twenty minutes. I think that's about what it is because it's kind of cut in half more or less. Um, my the total runtime for my ten songs is twenty one oh eight. Yeah, which that sounds versus right. Versus forty eight nineteen. Jeez. So yeah. I cut twenty seven minutes. Yeah, that's that's a lot of minutes. I do think if, uh, I don't know, if I added back in, let's say, um, if I I threw uh, jars of clay back in, it would bring the bring it up to 2326. Yeah. So, I, I mean, think you want to keep this under 25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, if we did a, if, if we did like a 12 song, yeah. I feel like that would maybe be about as sure. long as I think this album should be. Agreed. I know some folks will be sad about some of the ones we cut. I mean, yeah, Here's to Here, as we said, has fans. Too yeah. much thinking. I know people like that one, Bad Hair Day. Um, but but. Uh, This dude, Ian Vander Mullen, uh-huh. he said uh, that his personal favorite is Bad Hair Day. Yeah, I did see that. He's and, like, Mike doesn't like that. I don't know why. <laughs> and I said, it's not our favorite either. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah. If you have strong feelings about what you think could be left behind in a leaner poking at you, let us know. If you think this whole exercise is an outrage, let <laughs> us know. Uh, if you don't care about poking at you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he's back. Ah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> the cackler returns. Uh, it has been a while. <laughs> it's true. Um, yes, maybe we'll see you at the Chicago. Hey Shows. guys, <laughs> more tumble down, huh? Well, keep them coming, boys. Let's get our hands dirty. Dick <laughs> uh, to cry on. What did you say? A dick to cry on. <laughs> Uh, that's a good way to end voicemails, too. <laughs> yes. Dick to cry. Okanaka, guys. <laughs> One of my all-time faves, guys. Uh, Keep the good work coming, boys. Okanaka. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Mike Moen. Goodness. The Phantom Cackler slash Mike Moen truly makes me <laughs> cry with laughter. It's so stupid, but I love it so much. <laughs> oh, never stop. Never stop. I don't know. I still don't know who you are. Um, oh, man. But I never want to know. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Poker at you. Poker at you, guys. <laughs> Hello, John and Andrew. It's April. I not left you guys' voicemail for a while. I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, you um, better be. Awesome episode so far. Uh, first of all, I am loving the um, cover song project. Um, I spent quite a bit of time on that yesterday, actually. And once nice. I have my list completed, I'll leave another voicemail um, explaining all of my choices and whatnot. Uh, but I will say, John, I think it's a great idea to do a Pacific Northwest Grunge cover. Uh, I personally think that Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden would be awesome. Um, and I think that Mike would make it sound really, really good. Wasn't so, that you that said that? Yeah, I think this, this is, is like the, the second time. The second time. I'll she take is all a, your glory. She, she has attributed the, <laughs> the grunge to you. Any any good takes that you hear, April, are probably Andrew. <laughs> but thanks for the credit. No, I'm because I, I, I was the one that said Nirvana or some Pacific Northwest right. like yeah, yeah, a yeah. Seattle grunge uh-huh. thing. But and I'm not going to sit or stand idly by and let John claim the glory <laughs> yeah. of of that hot take of mine. Fair enough. Which I think it just goes to show, April. That it's been too long since we've talked, and you have forgotten what my voice sounds like. Yeah, this is this is this is the Dairy Marbles voice. Yes, John. John has the that nice uh, baritone. No, but here's the thing: every time I listen back to the show, I can't hear a fucking thing I say, and I'm like, "Speak up! Stop mumbling!" And yours is crystal clear. And beautiful. So we each have our own strengths. <laughs> yes, I speak clearly, and you mumble through your beard. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think one of my favorite things about this track. <laughs> I'm John. This is what I think about the band. It makes beards. Good, good likeness. There was... I don't know if you guys could tell, but I, I was doing John there. Yeah, I know it's indistinguishable <laughs> from John's right. actual voice. Um, continue, April, April. April continues. Uh, anyways, so uh, PFR, man, I was obsessed with them. That was actually my mom found them. Um, and it was like one of the like kind of hard bands at that time that my mom was into. And uh, I guess it just opened the door for Dogwood and MXPX and all the fantastic Christian bookstore bands that many were mentioned today actually on that compilation, like Hangnail and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I just want to... Who did she say? 
PFR. Oh, PFR opened the door to MXPX and Dogwood? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's rad. That's what. It, that's why I was pausing, because <laughs> the, a, sentence, a sentence that has never been said before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was listening to PFR, and they opened my mind to the punk scene. I mean, I could see her mom being into them. <laughs> Goldie's last I mean, day. PFR, listening back to some of those songs. Those are good songs. I, I am... I listened to PFR on the way home yeah. last week, and it sounded great, right? <laughs> and I was super into it. Yeah. Some of the some of the songs are a little cringy. Yeah. Um, just in terms of some of them, are, you know, they get away with. Um, they just they get away with it because it's sort of a rockin' song. But then, and some of the songs that may, might sound a little bit more worshipy. I was just yeah. like, yeah. Eh not into sure this so but i much. feel like they're the legit pop singer songwriters yeah. yes for sure <laughs> uh and i haven't i haven't checked out to see their their new record of the minneapolis one yeah. so i think it's just a live record they recorded in minneapolis i Is checked it... for tour dates and did not see any um, but, um so there's I don't know. Is it is it on? Is it on? I don't know. I, what I saw said digital download only. I think it was on their website or something. But yeah, I'm looking on on I, the iTunes Store. Not in I, there. I do not. I don't see it. I just see their well their their standard their do you standard see them? records. What do you see them? I I see them. Yes. The band. I no. <laughs> Do you see the you, album? You can't take. You're turning. You're turning the tables on tables me. Of turn, tables of turn, my friend. This great joke about PFR is once again resurrected. Yeah, we are. We're just gonna keep going down this path of repeating the same jokes um, of that we did last time. Well, when Pod for Rain uh, comes out, we'll get to the bottom of some of these questions. I think it was. That, do we want to do Pod for Rain or Pod, Pod FR? FR. Well, more people, like when we said PFR, a couple people were like, do you mean Pray for Rain? Okay, so, so they have, it's almost, it, it'd almost be like people saying like, um, if we said, oh yeah, we're going to go see MXPX, people are like, oh, Magnified Pipe. It's like, you're not wrong. I think they had a couple records as the, Pray for Rain. No, though. their first record was Pray for Rain. Okay. It's so, it be, it's sort of like. Kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. It's like Decent Christian Talk. They never had any albums since DC Christian Talk, but oh, that's I didn't know that's what DC stood for. Of course, that's unfortunate. They're also from the DC area ish. Yeah, but um, are you um down with with the DC DC talk? I I think I'm mostly did it down. Down with DC talk. Yeah, Uh, less so these days. I'm, I'm, you know, I would uh, I would I would hang with the Toby Mac. (laughs) Sure, because Toby Mac is back. Yep. Get uh, Mac back. Yeah. Uh, what are we a doing DC here? track that's jacked. <laughs> Beyond comprehension. I believe that I failed to mention uh. that. There's a lack of recognition mm. when it comes to his position. Uh, Wait. What? Was it, is it a, if Christ can't be crossed over, can't be crossed over, then I'll keep my beat up Nova? Is that something like that? Sure. When, is, when does he kick a Jesus style? <laughs> um, 
I don't know, verse. but <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Jesus style. style to the one who thinks he heard. I did use the J word because oh. I ain't too soft to say it. Even if DJs don't play it, it's kind of a proto Jesus walks. Pretty much, DC talk is easy. Yeah, draw a straight line. Go control from from Toby Mac to Yeezy. I'm kicking it Yeezy style every day. Oh, boy. oh my Let's God. get back that, to April. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, we just a 20 minute. But yeah, anyways, I am so down for a pot FR. I think that that needs to happen. Um, man, like, we could record a lot of podcasts when I'm in Chicago next month. Not like we're not going to be seeing them at BX two nights or getting tattoos or, you know, any other plans. But right. uh, if we get bored, we got options. Um, I am super excited to see you guys. I cannot wait. Um, and then also, the other thing I was thinking that I wanted to tell you is that I think doing the Goldfinger album would be a really good podcast, too. Uh, it's a great album, and yeah, I like our voice part of it. So, anyways, um, if I have more thoughts, I will leave them on the next voicemail. I'm sure they're plenty. Best pod for life. Thank you, Airbone. And she did not leave that voicemail. <laughs> so we don't even know. We don't even know what would be on her on her list. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you know uh, what? We're just going to keep move on because she doesn't know what my voice sounds like anyway. <laughs> this um, is not John. Yeah, right. We have heard the Goldfinger thing a couple times, so that may be yeah. something we'll need to yeah. um, pod, pod, poddle finger. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> we'll pod, think about it. Yeah, pod finger, pod finger sounds, sounds, sounds weird. Sounds a little weird. Gold thing pod. <laughs> Anyway, Fing, Fing Pod. I think it's got to be something else. <laughs> we'll keep thinking. Yes. Uh, okay. So, what? What did? Uh, do we have any people say what would be on there? On the uh, cover three. On there on the cover three because we had we had a lot. We had a lot. Why don't you? Why don't well, you? So Danny stares. No, the other Danny, Danny Leary. Yes, is the one who introduced this concept. Yeah, and he sent over, um, his artists and song choices so maybe we lead it off with him yeah that seems fair um but he said 90 pound wuss sure thought about them i think you had them didn't you um did i maybe we both talked about it i don't even remember remember. uh mr t experience (laughs) he said because it would be funny for mxpx to cover mtx just based on the names i also thought about mr t experience that was one of the ones that i thought ultimately like just would sound probably too similar for me but all which is another one I thought about since they covered the descents already. Less than Jake. Yes. Another one I thought about that makes sense. I would like that. And then he said for specific songs, Slick Shoes Angel and Real Big Fish Beer, pop punk style, not ska. So I would I'm here for all that. I would like to hear those things. Yep. Um so uh Josh Montgomery uh says, Well, after hearing Mike's no cigar cover, I'm putting that on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Don't so um we should call out his Instagram name is Peter Pepper Pants, which yeah. is a solid one. <laughs> solid. Nailed it. Gene Everett, uh, no use for a name, Lagwagon, Rancid, Millencolin, Five Iron, Blink-182, Strung Out, No Effects, Bad Religion, Green Day, Offspring, Ataris, All, Bouncing Soul. I, I don't think the album would be this long. No, but it's just, just like... throwing stuff out there. Just throwing the stuff out there. Uh, Ten Foot Pole, Face to Face, Alkaline Trio, um, Big Drill Car, which I'm... I don't know that. Not familiar. No. Drama Rama. 
Don't know them either. Don't know them. But I had, Up until I, that point. I did have face-to-face on mine. Yeah. We um, talked about a lot of these, I think. Bad Religion was on mine as well. But I do think Bouncing Souls would yeah, be, be cool. Would be rad. And I don't Who, think anybody gonna else. going to throw the toilet off the roof? <laughs> That's my question. Um, uh, shirt Size Small. The Donnas. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, that would be interesting. They were, what happened to them? I don't know. Maybe they're still around. We got some more uh, Descendants and Green Day, uh, Like a Pop Song, Rancid, Slick Shoes, Blink-182, and The Cooties, Yep. which would be kind of cool. Sure. Um, more Slick Shoes, Five Iron, the first mention of Blunderhead, uh, the Atari's Lagwagon, Stavesacre. Yeah, Stavesacre would be... <laughs> Um, and then I think this was kind of trolling, but uh, George Michael's careless whisper. <laughs> yeah. Only if Leonore got in on that. On that sax. <laughs> Down for that. <laughs> Just keep it going. I say more sax in songs, not less. Uh, yeah. Somebody said Queen, which they... They did do a Queen song on On the Cover 2. Um, it was not one of my faves. Uh, what was what was it? The song? I don't even remember. Anybody. Oh, yeah. Somebody to Love. Yeah. It had Ethan Luck. Right. There's a lot going Brian on. Brian K. Um, and then uh, I Eat Sundales, a.k.a. Josh Aguilera, said, No Facts, Blink, Slick Shoes, Alkaline Trio, Green Day, Bruce Springsteen. Into that. Yeah. Alistair, Newfound Glory, Tom Petty, sure. That seems like that an makes, one. That makes sense. Reliant K, the Ataris, and the list can go on and on. You Indeed, are not Josh. wrong. So You are not wrong. I, I, I would, I'm interested to, what what Springsteen song? I, I, I would like to hear whatever Because I don't it know, is. I don't know what, because I don't really. An MXPX Born to Run could work well. I mean, so to be fair, Sp- Springsteen and Petty would make sense in the like earlier versions of on the covers yeah but not really in this envisioning right, right, right. of it no. since um the idea behind this the was boss, the contemporaries yeah thing. the boss <laughs> don't consider <laughs> the boss <in> <laughs> i would like Grown. to hear. <laughs> you want to hear i mean it would i guess it makes sense in terms of like uh tumble down sort of writing working class songs yeah, or something that. i'd like to hear if, a cover if i would here's what i would say tumble down covering yeah. a, a bruce song i'm into that for sure yeah and i think bruce should return the favor a bruce son of a gun that, that sounds pretty good or just an mxpx song like a bruce chick magnet he's a chick this is the worst boss it sounds a lot like our time waits <laughs> If you know what I mean, the way the girlies just come to him. Oh, Lord. Oh, nailed it. Um, Okay, let's. Anybody else blowing up that line? Well, who do you think we have 97? voicemails from our boy our dad under the stairs jordan <laughs> happy monday my dude it's your boy danny stairs calling uh just uh early in this episode maybe 30 minutes or so in so to say that the mouth noises are on point this week 
Uh, keep up the great work, guys. I can't even tell when the mouth noises start and the real music starts. You know, when it's, when the mouth music stops, sorry. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, sounded real professional. I love it. Mad Cloud for life. So I think he was probably... <laughs> that kind of thing? Yes. Um, yeah, that was my life story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Nailed it. Like we did the MIDI quiz. We should do a mouth noises quiz. <laughs> yeah. I think this this last episode was one one where I was I did East on Tracks by yeah. Slick Shoes. So I'm pretty sounded sure great. Yeah, it sounded amazing. More yeah. Danny Stairs. Good boy again. Good boy Danny Stairs again. Uh missed you guys so much. It's been like five minutes maybe since I last called. Um just listening to you guys run down your list of different cover songs maybe for on the cover three. Uh, like some of what I heard, I haven't thought of my own stuff yet. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Uh, okay, I won't. Uh, I haven't responded to that call. But um, just uh, commenting on John saying, you know, I, you know, this is a little bit of a reach here with Fugazi. Let's, let's be honest. Take a look at the track listings for the prior two on the covers. There's going to be a lot of things that are reached that nobody would have ever thought of. So nothing is outside the realm of possibility in this. Uh, on the cover three, uh, except, you know, maybe something that would make sense. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I like the Omni covers a little bit, some of them more than others. All right, Mac Power for Life. So this is a unique call from Danny <laughs> Stairs. actually offered. Because it's, a, it's, a, of it's an actual contribution <laughs> to the conversation. I mean, he contributes in his own way, but this is he, perhaps the first he, time in an opinion. Which... Yes. Uh, Danny Stairs... Uh, He's typically not one to share any actual thoughts about something. He keeps his opinions too close to his chest. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I agree, but given the parameters that we had about their contemporaries, that's when I was saying it was kind of a stretch. That's like, you don't necessarily think MXPX, Alkaline Trio, No Use for Name, and Fugazi. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but I would still like to hear it. I mean... Fugazi is closer to MXPX than than Bruce Springsteen, sure, or Tom Petty, or Queen, yeah, yeah. They would not really show up in a bill anywhere. Right. Perhaps this <clears throat> is a good time to mention uh, our boy David Robledo's comment to me that I mentioned. I'd like to hear Screeching Weasel, the Cool Wheeze. Kids cover the Wheeze. And, um, as no one calls them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a thing, <laughs> but I like it. That's a Polly Shore thing. <laughs> Screeching weasels squeezing the juice. And um, so they, MXPX has done a Screeching Weasel cover, which I think I knew in the back of my head somewhere and forgot about it. But they did a, a leather jacket cover from 2015 before they toured together. Jesus Christ. There it is. Let me, <laughs> let me just, let me try just that again. that. And it rules. So this is great. The fact you left. Yeah, super into that. I'm into it. And also, whoever um, put together the. YouTube video. YouTube video. Images with, behind it. Yeah. I, I really like the Star Wars one with the Pokenetchapunk and R2. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and and, Screeching weasel and the weasel, weasel is 3PO. <laughs> is 3PO. Uh, I do take exception with an XPX Pokenetcha Punk being the Robin character sure. and having him be like a tiny little boy <laughs> well, next to a giant weasel. They were opening for the Weeze on the tour. Yes, I know, but he Robin is a human man. You know, he's he's not a small a small prepubescent child. Have you watched any of Teen Titans Go? I have not. It's really funny, and there's a running joke that Robin has baby hands, and they make fun of him for it. Anyway, Teen Titans Go. Yep, and they also like gave the MXPX Punk like no package, Aww. which is kind of sad. Poor Punk. I don't know. I don't who who drew these. I wonder. Not John Nissen. No. Maybe what if what if he did? I mean, it could be, but I feel like he doesn't usually do those tour variants. I think he's done some. He's done some, but I remember like when I saw them with Five Iron five years ago or whatever it was. It was the punk, and he was looking all sweaty and weird, and I was like, "This seems wrong." <laughs> yeah. Know. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks, David, for pointing that out. Yep. That song is great. We um, are into it. Yep. Solid contribution. Yep. All right. Who are we? Uh... Move some more fucking Danny Stairs. What's up, motherfuckers? Boy, Danny Stairs. Uh, Call another complaint. I'm not sure if I've left any this week. Uh, this is at least the one official complaint for the week. Um, I am 78 minutes into this episode. You're about to break uh, between your nonsense talk and the alleged MXPX-related uh, <laughs> stuff. And I haven't heard anything from my girl yet. Uh, where's Harriet? Did you guys kick her out of the studio? It's true. I mean, come on now. She's the best, uh, she got the best opinions on the show. <laughs> Certainly knows more about music than either of you two. Probably more than both of you combined. It's not, uh, it's so not wrong. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you surprise me with some Harriet hot takes uh, on the Poconatcha stuff or Poconatcha, as some idiots would say. <laughs> Anyhow, Magpie for Life. <laughs> okay. A lot of takes there, Danny. Yeah, so here's here's the thing. And I think John can probably speak more to this than I can, but <laughs> since it's his dog. But. Um, it's cold in Chicago. Yeah. You guys have a fire up, upstairs. Well, we just got the fireplace fixed pretty recently. Okay. It wasn't working. And I think the timing of getting it fixed correlates with her not coming down to visit us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that was so what I was going to say, too. She is just... She's up by that fire, bro. Oh, man. And if, if I were Harriet, <laughs> why would I... Yeah. Come down to a cold ass basement <laughs> right. with two dudes, with two jagoffs, <laughs> and when I could fire. be like laying on my comfortable bed, split out, snorting. So, yeah, like when I came over, <laughs> I always greet Harriet whenever I come over. Like she would typically before before the fireplace was on, <laughs> she would always come and greet me at the door. But now she's just like snoozing by mm-hmm. the fire. It's before fireplace and after around here. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it and i walk i would walk i walk over and, and i'll pet harriet she'll be in a deep slumber and then she'll just sort of like <clears throat> jerk awake uh-huh. and then then she'll snort start snorting happily yeah. as i wow <laughs> is that your time waits <laughs> yes yeah that i mean home by the fire because <laughs> it's warm here yeah, this is this is the, the Blue Valentine oh, version. Of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Postcard from the... a Harriet by the fireplace. Nailed oh, it. No. This is going to be another three-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next? Yeah. 
Sub douche, your boy Danny Stairs again. Miss you guys. Um, Colin, this time, uh, talking about where you got albums, and I'm sure I got Poconacha this way, Poconacha, uh, Poconinia, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever names we're going with, um, at Family Christian Bookstores. But I don't know if all Family Christian stores were this way, because I think they were, like, independently owned and operated. But the one at our mall did not have any kind of security. So let's just say that uh, I got the old uh, five-finger discount <laughs> on a lot of albums. So, you know, sorry to the band, they didn't get credit for a sale. Um, but I'm sure I got poking at you that way, and I never responded to Quest of the Week because that's just, that's not my style, you know. You know me. <laughs> I don't like to open up. So now that you've already done the episode, I can tell you about it because you won't be able to use it ever. Uh, but I, I vaguely recall, you know, getting poking at you, but I, I didn't get into Buffalo. So I got Buffalo uh, because it was like top of the uh, Christian alternative chart. Uh, whatever. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So I immediately got Life in General on the cover, what it happened. Um, got Teenage Politics and eventually picked up Poking And I was like, Bleh. I mean, maybe if I hadn't listened to all this other stuff right. first. Yeah. Like, it's not the worst album I've ever heard. <laughs> and I think, and I know you guys have said it, uh, like if you could polish this thing up some, yeah. maybe cut a few of the less, you know, decent tracks, you know, I want more Bad Hair Day, less, you know, uh, whatever songs are actually good on the album. Um, I, I like to, so there are 20, was it 21 songs in the record, uh, and he couldn't think he couldn't name one of, them. of one other song <laughs> other than Bad Hair Day. I think that reflects a fair amount of the fandom, probably. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to just say, the it seems like there is a co- common consensus among a lot of the people that we've been hearing from that a repolished, yeah. you know, so it, it's almost like if they did the like they did with the christmas the punk rock christmas they mm-hmm. just sort of took the songs and they whittled them down to the bangers you know they don't have every single one of their christmas songs now yeah. out in the public arena i mean i i think a remixed or re like not not necessarily all completely re-recorded but i feel like if there's and we'll get into the 10 years and running but if there's any indication of what can be done with the tracks as they stand right now yeah they could work some magic we we will touch on this when we get to the 10 years and running tracks Mm -hmm. but i will just say Mm -hmm. i think unquestionably the ones that benefit most from the remixes are the Poconacci tracks. 100%. So I support that idea. Yeah. I think if they did a 25 year, um, yeah. Repressing on vinyl. I mean, I guess they already have like, they they already have a vinyl, but like, I don't know. Something. I mean, it just, the songs really come through when you're just like, oh, this is the song fucking rules. Right. Um, let's see, more Danny Stairs. What's up, boys? Long-time caller, first-time uh, co- uh, positive commenter. Uh, um, I was calling to uh, compliment you guys for not being into Starflyer 59. <laughs> I don't talk to these people, but 
I'm in a lot of different like Facebook groups about like Christian alternative. And these guys all are fully submerged for Starfly. I'm like, that shit sucks, man. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some decent, okay stuff there, but not like the way these guys, you know, these guys are all going for it. So I just want to say good job. Every once in a while, you guys prove that you do know a thing or two. Of course, you know, no shock here. It's not actually uh, MXPX related, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we can't ask for everything. All right. Bye, bye for life. Um, I like Starflyer for the record. Um, I'm not as fully submerged as others, perhaps. No, I am not. I, I, uh, I don't. I never got into them because back in the day, because it was not. It was not punk rock. Yeah, it's a different vibe. It's super different vibe. But I do want to shout out the the brothers Martin. Yeah. Uh, a it was Ronnie and Jason Martin. They incorporated elements of both Joy Electric and Starflyer. Yeah. And they recorded an album like 13 years ago. Um, I should revisit that. Have you Have you heard this album? I think so. At some point. Yeah, they have. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. The song communication, the harsh effects of time, the missionary. These these are like they're really some some songs. Jason sings some songs, um, Ronnie sings, but yeah, it was, it was only a, uh, 500 pressing wow. copy on, on vinyl. When and, did it come out? Uh, 2007. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I mean, props to those guys for really pushing it for the alternative Christian scene. They were yeah. doing some weird stuff that nobody else was really up to. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially Ronnie was getting a lot of shit. Yeah. And, you know, people people in the punk scene can be dicks. <laughs> this True. This sort of elitism of what mm-hmm. is and isn't punk. And here's this guy with these drum machines and synthesizers and making all these weird noises and doing all these layered tracks and stuff Mouth with his, noises probably well he's known uh ronnie martin is known mostly for his mouth noises <laughs> ronnie mouth noise martin they call him <laughs> yep the actually the first the first joy electric um album was just mouth noises he was he was like he was like the guy from the police academy movies <laughs> Like, why, why is this robot uh, on the track? Oh, wait, it's just Ron Martin. <laughs> oh, brother. What was the name of that guy from the the Police Academy movies? I, wish I could tell you. Yeah. Sound Soundwave. That's a Transformer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Something was, cool. Yeah. The uh, Michael Winslow. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I call him Soundwave. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Michael Winslow aside, <laughs> get him on the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs here. Um, just uh, listening to your commentary about different uh, messages you got. And the one was somebody's first introduction was the uh, the Seltzer comp. Uh, I'm familiar with Seltzer. Uh, there was Seltzer, and it's uh, the tagline was "Modern Rock to Settle Your Soul." Uh, I don't remember anything that was on it. I did own it. I bought Seltzer 2, more more Modern Rock to Seltzer or something stupid. Um, I don't remember anything else about it. It was a green CD, clay, CD case. At least one of them was like a green plastic rather than clear plastic, so I thought that was cool. Um, 
Um, I don't think I've met any new artists through that. I probably picked it up simply because it had MXPX on it, even though it was a song I already had. Um, and again, I took the same discount to uh, discuss in a previous uh, message. So, all right, have a good week, guys. Toodaloo, motherfucker. <laughs> so, as as a lawyer. Um, what is the statute of limitations yeah, on admitting... You're compromising yourself. Uh, admitting theft. Stealing from the family Christian <laughs> businesses, too. Not Best Buy or Target or whatever. No, yes. getting those Christian companies. <laughs> Fuck <hurts>. those guys. <laughs> Hilarious. So um, I just want, if Mike or anybody else from the MXPX sphere <laughs> is listening, yeah. one of your biggest fans is like, I'm not gonna fucking pay for these MXPX albums. At least I paid for the used ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. At least you went to cheapo. Yeah. Um, you you supported a small business. <laughs> exactly. When I was in kindergarten, I bought a lunchbox from the little uh, like store we had in our school. Yeah. It had a stamp in it, and the stamp was something you were supposed to <clears throat> buy separately. And I discovered after I bought the lunchbox that the stamp was in it and I didn't return it. And I, like, couldn't sleep. I was racked with guilt about stealing the stamp. Anyway, that's pretty much all I've ever stolen. Um, Aside from music. I have a... <laughs> you mean downloading it? You wouldn't steal a car, would you? You wouldn't... You wouldn't... You wouldn't download a bank, would you? Well, I mean, if it was on the internet, I might. <laughs> you wouldn't steal... Yeah. Yes. Um, the... The equating of an MP3 file <laughs> like with Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So how old were you when you um, committed your first crime? I was five. You're five. Um, <laughs> it's I was all downhill in, from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have a similar story. Um, so I was in fifth grade, and I haven't I haven't thought about this in a long time. But hearing <laughs> hearing your being racked with guilt over something that doesn't make sense. Magpod secrets. Secrets. Uh, so in fifth grade, we were doing Dare. Of course. And it was probably one of the first um, Dare uh, programs that we for for um, the our non-U.S. listeners, uh, people in Europe or in Australia. Um, Dare was a popular program especially in the 90s. It stood for Drug Abuse Resistance Education. And it was essentially propaganda about how doing any drug would get you hooked on hard drugs. They talked about how marijuana was a gateway drug, which is not true. Yeah, it did not work, (laughs) this program, by the way. No, it did not. Uh, Yeah, so it was just a bunch of, like, you have workbooks where you have to fill in these answers about how you just say no to drugs and, like, smoking would lead. It's like putting pretty much every substance, like, on par with being the same. And it's just, um, you'd have to do role-playing about, like, find a way to say no to your friend who's going to ask you to peer pressure you to anyway it was stupid i'm not a chicken you're a turkey you remember that commercial oh god (laughs) that's embarrassing um anyway so fifth grade we had we would have police officers who were friendly well some people were uh it was known as officer friendly we had 
I believe it was for us, it was Officer Casca, maybe was our police officer who came into our fifth grade classroom. That was friendly. And he he was a good dude. He was a nice guy um, that I remember from um, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so he would have these quizzes where he would ask us a question, and if you knew the answer, you would win a prize. And, uh, and so he asked a question and I peeked in my, Uh my dare booklet for the answer. Uh And I raised my hand and told the answer and he's like, yes. And I got a dare water bottle. Blood money. I was so (laughs) devastatingly full of guilt. Every time you took a peek at the water bottle. I was so (laughs) overcome with guilt. Oh, man. I told my mom. I sat down and wrote a letter. Oh, man. To officer. To to my dare officer. Oh, man. And I delivered this letter to him. You were such a good kid. Admitting the guilt and that I cheated. You need to send me to prison. I understand. (laughs) <laughs> Might as well start just, smoking just, weed. I just like put my my wrists out for him to cuff me. Here you are, sir. <laughs> He's like, oh these these cuffs are too large for my <laughs> tiny ten year old hands. Oh my gosh! But what yeah, did he say to you? I I I I seem to remember him being like <laughs> a little crestfallen. Oh, um, he was disappointed. <laughs> but um, like, I'll take that water bottle back. By the way, <laughs> piece of asshole. shit. <laughs> You know, this is, you know, first it's it's, it's lying to get water bottles and then it's heroin. It's crack, yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't remember. Um, I oh do I do remember, like, uh, feeling just so overcome. Poor Andrew. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I may have not stolen very much, but I cheated a decent amount in high school. So <laughs> sorry about that, uh, world. Yes. You know, let's, let's, we were all... Uh, copying people's homework like yes. <laughs> constantly. Some of us may have had our books open during tests. Did perhaps. You, did you write? Did you do the like? I don't think I ever did that. Writing, on your but it was hands. pretty easy to keep your book open and look down. <laughs> and that's how I got to college. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have your like teachers like walking up and down the aisles or anything like that. They would kind of sit at their desk and look at you, but I knew how to. I, I was an actor, okay? <laughs> I knew how to play cool. You knew how you knew how to act intelligent. <laughs> oh yes, I do declare I know the answer to this right. problem. This was like reserved for science and shit where I was that was not my forte. Yeah. Yeah. Math math for yeah. me was the the fucking worst. Oh, man. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who even knows? This uh, this all might be <laughs> just be in the never know. Uh, Patreon stuff. Is this was that our last voicemail? Um, I think it might be. Okay. I don't know. Do do we listen to Dan Leary? No. Hey there, boys. It's your fella, Dan Leary. Calling up, I got that backwards. I got my Danny Stairs parody backwards. Anyway, I'm calling because of the song TV Sucks with a minor gripe that I remember thinking when you originally did the album, when you originally did Poconacha and you got to TV Sucks and you talked about how TV didn't suck in the 90s. And do you think it's possible that when you're like, TV didn't suck in the 90s, 
because here's these five TV shows that were great at the time in the 90s. Do you think it's possible that all of TV in the 90s wasn't comprised of just those five shows? Because I think TV does, in fact, right now suck. And what I mean, like, streaming doesn't suck. You can watch whatever you want. But my point is, in the 90s, you just had actual TV where whatever, your 30, your 40, your 50 channels probably didn't have shit on, like nothing interesting when you're looking at 3.30 in the afternoon. And then nowadays, do you guys even have cable? Because TV fucking blows. Like you turn on a regular television and what's there going to be like HGTV and the Hallmark Channel and like fucking like ESPN? Like that's about it. And they're just going to jabber on until like some random show that you actually like comes on. TV actually sucks. It's like, guys, like, check TV out because it fucking, it fucking blows. We're not talking about streaming. We're not talking about when you're in control. We're talking about television where you have no control. It blows. It sucks, honestly. But you know what doesn't blow? You guys. God bless. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, John, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Okay, so I don't think I only named like five TV no. shows. <laughs> There's more than five. Back in our, he's, it's also, he's, so this is our 34th episode and I brought, this was like literally what I talked about in our first, first episode <laughs> yeah. where I talked about shows that were on in the 90s. I I feel like it's, it's a bit unfair to say, um, all it's almost like it it sounds like Danny Leary is saying that um all of TV needs to be great or it sucks. Yeah. Like be, yeah, so I named a bunch of shows that I thought were great in the 90s and it's like so what does it take for TV to be great? So you know, I to be fair, there's only a handful of network shows that I that I actively watch or am excited to um, watch um, and, and keep up with. Um, one of which uh, is The Good Place. It's one of my favorite TV shows. I don't know if you're... Cosign. It's, it's probably one of the best shows on TV right now. Um, as far as other... Uh, I think we also, if we're going to, we need to redefine what TV is in 2019. It's hard to, and I think we even talked about this last week we about did. just how, what, what people consider TV. Cause we like, made the streaming sucks. Joke. Yeah. That's, and streaming definitely does not suck. I think you're. Th- this is getting too granular. A lot of what you yeah. can stream is stuff from TV right. originally. But then you think about stuff that is on streaming that is... A lot of streaming sucks. A, there's a lot of riffraff. <laughs> but you think about stuff that, like, um, did you, have you watched, like... Uh, Big Mouth. Did you ever? Did I've you heard watch? it's really funny. I it's haven't re- seen very much. It's really funny. Bojack. Oh shit. Um, Drunk. Bojack. <laughs> super wasted. Bojack, uh, is Bojack funny. Horseman. Um, you have 
Uh, I like how you're just naming any shows. No, <laughs> there's no, so just, many to choose from. There's so many. <laughs> Those are good ones, though. But so I'm just trying. So I don't know. Everybody has, everybody has, uh, their what they consider good and bad TV. Yeah. If we're going to use a Rotten Tomatoes meter on this, this <laughs> I am not certifying this fresh. This, this, is, this conversation. No, no, his. His, his Danny Leary's his comments, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is what is what is the what is the opposite of certified fresh? Rotten, rotten. I guess rotten tomatoes. That's what they call it. Yeah. Um, also, sir, you called out nothing to watch three thirty in the afternoon. Disney afternoon. Ring a bell. Oh my gosh. Do you know how much <laughs> Disney Channel I watched? Well, back in the so day, I I've pointed this out in the past that my grandma had cable, so that's the only time. You were watching AMC Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> it was Kubrick or nothing in fourth and fifth grade. I would go from my dare classes to Ozu marathons. Um, no, I mm. Disney Channel was like, and even in my grandma's cable package, mm. it only. Sorry, I'm making. <laughs> ja- mm, your ja- grandma's cable package. <laughs> mm. Dude, yeah, that's that sounds that sounds like a, a super questionable sex move name. Have you guys have you guys tried the Grim Grimace Camel package? Then I gave her the old Grimace Cable package. No Disney Channel. Man, it was. Uh, anyway, you know, I just cracked open a beer, and I'm I'm not even listening to John. No, you're not. I'm 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 nearly mm-hmm. done with. My- I'm nearly done with my great point, yes. which is that even at my grandma's house where I got cable, Disney Channel, she didn't have as part of the package, so it only came on sometimes. But Disney Afternoon was network television, baby. It had that, That's your Chippendale. That's your DuckTales. That's your... What else do we got? Um, Gummy Bears, Darkwing Duck. Yes. <laughs> Goof Troop. Uh so back in the '90s, they also had the Disney Channel original movies, um, and I was, I was watching Tailspin. Tailspin, Sorry. yeah, I I was watching also on the Disney Channel. Um, did you Did you watch Erie, Indiana? Oh yeah, that was good. That that was on network TV though. Yes, Disney Channel might have picked it up. Flash forward. Did you watch that? That was with yeah. uh um, had Ben Foster, and wow. what was what was her name that went in to be in uh, the Joss Whedon Firefly? Um, what, what's her name? Um, anyway, there were like there were a lot of great shows. Smart Guy. <laughs> Is that the one where he had the puppet brother or whatever? No, Smart Guy was Taj Maori. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Do you know what I'm talking about? No. There was a puppet brother on one of these shows. Don't worry about it. It was an elf. It was something else. <laughs> that, that's another great show that yeah, Danny Leary is shitting all over. TV sucks. What about elf, bro? <laughs> Don't let Check the perfect be the enemy of mate. the good. Check fucking mate. All right, I think... I think we gotta wrap this that, up. That's so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just list every TV show that's ever that's existed. So Raven. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. The even Ste- even Stevens with the 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 beef. Sure. 
Um, <laughs> I, think I think it's time <laughs> to move on. <laughs> this is John's subtle way of saying, Andrew, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, why don't we... Let's let's talk about the band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think we have suffi- we've wasted a sufficient <laughs> amount of time. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, uh, we are going to run for ten years. <laughs> we are <laughs> and talk about the MXPX retrospective. Sure. What would you What would you call ten years in running? Um. The it's comprehensive kind of and encyclopedic compendium of all MXPX content up to that point. That actually is is accurate. I think retrospective works. Yeah. Okay. A a two thousand two retrospective. Uh, we will be back. We're back, and we're talking ten years and running. And you guys might be thinking this podcast is running on for ten years, <laughs> but correct. Yep, we talk for fucking ever. <laughs> we are never gonna stop. Ten years and running, John. Uh-huh. Did you pick up this disc? I did not. When it dropped. I, and I think we've talked about this, um, thought of it as a best of cash-in and didn't pay much attention to it. I I snagged it one hundo back when it came out uh, on May 21st, 2002. Um, on Tooth and Nail Records. On Tooth and Nail Records. So this this is a really interesting record for a number of reasons not only because it includes a bunch of sexy pictures of the (laughs) band like just look at this picture of mike from the teenage politics era with that that mohawk punk oh my god so fucking sexy um he's also got his blue hair from i'm assuming like the punk rock show music video yeah you know i'm into that because i don't know if i've ever seen him with blue hair any other time um and them at the white house (laughs) what at some point fascinating (laughs) (laughs) i i i'm wondering what this i mean this had has to be i think that's ever passing moment era or do you think this was George Bush era? Well, Bush was a W was a huge ever passing head. He was huge. He loved um, responsibility. <laughs> he's like, what's that? What, I mean, what's, what's this responsibility? <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> and and Cheney's like, I don't know. I hope I hope they come out with a poppy album after this one. <laughs> I'm more of a before everything and after kind of guy. Even the, this is this is great, by the way. <laughs> Dick Cheney loves before everything and after. And then Condoleezza's like, well, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Colin Powell, big teenage politics head. Yep, yep. Um, Bush era jokes. So anyway, um, 
this this booklet has a little bit of a centerfold, um, and is just Mike's dick. <laughs> it's, you have, it takes you, multiple pages. Multiple to, pages. Yeah. You have to keep folding and unfolding and unfolding. You're like, all right, I get it. Um, so starting from June 30th, 1992 to May 21st, 2002. A little timeline. A little timeline. And John and I have discussed this before. Um, we take issue with whoever, a lot of the MXPX liners, Uh liner notes, um, whoever decided that cursive was the right move. Cursive in like a tough font too. Yes. Cursive in a tough, difficult font. Um, I just, it just, I mean, it's. So before everything and after, I think is objectively the worst, followed by panic, mm. as in terms of in terms of legibility, in in terms of being able to f- just fucking read easily, <laughs> you know. Um, I think cursive is out, my dudes. Um, but yeah, I think just I it it, it reminds me of let it happen, in that it's just like. Just pictures and little notes, and I, I tooth and nail trying to make as much money off of them as they can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have I have fundamental questions about this project. Yeah, which you may know the answers to. I don't. We're magnified wrong, so we don't always know everything. That's true. But how did this happen? Because they were long past their tooth and nail contract. Tooth and nail decides to put this out. Why is MXPX on board with it, especially with putting a bunch of songs that have nothing to do with Tooth and Nail on there? I don't know the answers to this. Um, I guess they felt there was money to be made all around. I don't know. Yeah. It's curious, though. Um, so I I don't know. Um, I'm not going to... I'm not going to speculate. Uh, You know, I, they, because they also, they, they self-produced the punk rock show re-recording and my mistake in running away. Right. Um, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if part of it was like uh, getting, tim palmer involved maybe like i don't i don't know like so here's here i have a lot of thoughts about uh tim palmer's contribution to this record yeah um but so i don't i don't know uh you got you got stefan edgerton right um you got but like I think I think ultimately um Tim Palmer Yeah. He's kinda the he, reason this thing He's he's kinda the reason that all all of this um even even sounds the way it does. Right. Because uh, I mean I was just gonna say so you, it's mostly tooth and nail songs, but then there's one song each from Buffalo, Every Passing Moment, Broken Bones, Renaissance, none of which are tooth and nail. And so tracks four to seven 
and then 10 to 19 are all remixed. Yes. And Tim Palmer either mixed or remixed all the songs yes. except My Life Story and Broken Bone. So that's a lot of contributions. <laughs> to the point of, uh, I think it was CJ who was saying that this is not a greatest hits. Right. And that greatest hits are a cash grab. Yeah. This is uniquely different. Right. You could not take your albums and burn this album. Right. You can't. If you want the songs as they sound on this record, yeah. you have to buy this record. Right. Uh, which is different than yeah. just slapping together a bunch of the single hits onto one CD yeah. and making some bucks off of it. This is a 100% unique project from anything that they've done. Yeah. There's no responsibility. No. There's no I'm okay, you're okay. No. Um they don't they don't have they don't have all the singles. PXPX right. wasn't a single. No. You know, this yeah, is... it's. I mean, and then obviously, like we said, they re-recorded punk rock show for it. I think I can't remember at the time. I think at the time that it came out, I was almost you checked out enough to be like on the outs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be like, oh, it's just the greatest hits. I'm not interested. Or even if I eventually learned that it was remixes, that doesn't really do that much for me. Because I like things the way they are, <laughs> and I hate fear change. Um, but I will say, nice work. I'm drinking beers, okay? <laughs> That's right. It's time to drink again. Let Let's Andrew drink, drink again. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I get for uh, trying to open a beer near my mic. Beer all over the pop filter. But that's why we have pop filters. We're not... We're not... Uh, Blink-155 over here. Ooh, called yeah, out. We, we use pop filters on Magnified Pod. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I think, like, it, we'll get into it as we go through them, obviously. But I will say there are some where the remixes add a lot for me, and I'm into it. But by and large, I'm kind of like, I don't need it, so... That's very interesting. Um, let's just, I just want to say one final thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm into the cover, the cover art. I like a PX Punk. Sure. Um, Who doesn't? He almost looks like he's skanking a little, a little bit. bit of, yeah. Um, yeah. Lots, lots of photos. Lots, lots of, of photos. Content. I'm into it. Um, yeah, we should say... So Tim Palmer, this dude we're mentioning who remixed all these songs, was he's a done, big time. He's guy. he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I he's, don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he he's worked um, with U two. He did Robert all Plant, all that you can't leave behind. You know, just one of those, one of the biggest albums of all time. Pearl Jam's Ten, he did. <laughs> yes. Uh, David Bowie. Um, maybe you've heard of maybe, him. I don't know if you've heard of him. The Cure, the Goo Goo Dolls, Live. Um, he's also worked with Switchfoot and Goldfinger. You know, he's 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 worked with a lot 
of a lot of rec- a lot of bands. So yeah. if you just go to All Music and look at his credits, you will be. I mean, Tears for Fears. He's done a lot of like yeah. huge '90s, '80s, and '90s bands. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot. Get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Get him to uh, remix our early episodes. <laughs> Turn that bass up. Oh, better than Ezra. Oh, everybody loves that. Wow. Be- <laughs> it was good working with Tim Palmer. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, so why don't we just actually uh, listen? <laughs> listen to this fucking record. Uh, with starting the record off, mm-hmm. punk Bold rock move, show, Danny Leary style. Yeah, Danny Leary loves this record. punk rock show is it though (laughs) okay i have i have mixed feelings about this song agreed um so this song is what you'll essentially what you'll hear in a sense when you see mxpx live the the gang vocal part near the end where they cut out and see that's fine with that live yeah that's what you're gonna hear live i don't know if i need it as a recorded version i agree however um (laughs) also the mic is enunciating yeah a lot i want (laughs) that's what i want but so those are the parts that i'm sort of like Eh, not really into that. Sure. What I do like is my dude Tom coming through so Shredding. clear. Yeah, that's true. He's I'm getting so much Tom on this song that I <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much <laughs> that I'm hearing the Tom background vocals and not being drowned out. That's true. By like Mike is very Mike forward in the original. <laughs> yeah. But I love the addition of the very clear Tom background harmonies. I agree with that. I just, I have a fundamental disconnect with Teenage Politics, my favorite MXPX record, right? sounding the way that it sounds, and then hearing this, which is just too polished. I don't know. It's like making out with someone who kind of looks like your girlfriend. (laughs) But it's, I don't know. Who's your Who's your girlfriend? Well, I'm just saying in life, making out with someone who looks like your wife of ten years, Dolores. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who's that chick with the short hair? <laughs> um, 
Jenny but has like, short hair. <laughs> but isn't, isn't, you know? So it's like, this is kind of good. <laughs> See? Sounds like it's in a garbage can. <laughs> and that's where I want to be. Like, this is going to come up <laughs> with nearly every song. I don't disagree that it sounds better, like, objectively. It's just not the same. <laughs> we can't do this for every song because we'll be here until midnight. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, but the... That's what I like. Radio, radio. Yeah, I, I want to hear I want to hear it, it play real, real loud, loud, but I don't want to hear it enunciated. No. <laughs> so I agree. Mixed. Mixed would be my take. Yeah. You know what I'm not mixed about? Oh, shit. This rules. It's my number one. Me too. Boom. Number one, bros. Fucking. <laughs> I don't know. If I, like, it I hasn't guess happened in a while. Walking by. Walking we by. We just did it, but <laughs> that's different. We haven't done this in a while. I don't know. What did I forget last week? Fuck. <laughs> um, that opening have you, riff. Have you watched the music video? Yes. Well, wait. Yes, I have. Um, a TV... <laughs> A TV is smashed, per usual MXPX <laughs> yes, video style. Yes, they have to. They, they're in a bedroom. Everybody's sort of. Yeah, they're each in, in their own bedroom set, kind of in their underwear. <laughs> I'm into it. I think it's fun. Yeah, this. I like it, it. It makes me think of old school MXPX, mm-hmm. um, like teenage politics era. Yeah, that's true. You know the what? What was bedroom what, sets? Just like house parties um i think that was the teenage politics video wasn't it yeah i think so um yeah directed by mark todd osborne um yeah it's fun i don't know but this this song kicks ass yes it does opening riff love it it's also two minutes and six seconds that's how you do it that is how one does it really into it very into the verse chord progression um, which feels very ever passing moment. This, there, these two songs, my mistake in running away, very ever passing moment era because it's that era. But do you know what sells me on this song? Tell me. Ending that sort of chord change there at the end. Ah, yeah. oh, that float, it sounds great. It floats my penis so hard. <laughs> One um, hundo. I yeah. I I don't know the answer to CJ's question about are these songs that were recorded for every passing moment. Just I don't know if the, the answer's cuts. in the question, but we need we should find out. It's true, but they do feel very much of that era, and I'm into it. I well, this is. Um, 
1992 to 2002 right. is fucking a great MXPX era. Good decade. So it's a solid-ass decade. Oh, shit. My number two. Yes. Yes. I, I don't think we're going to have the same number three, but you never know. There <laughs> there are 16 more songs. It's true. So the... The, the, <laughs> the odds not are not a, in our favor. The odds are not in our favor. Um, but so whereas my mistake, I feel like, could have easily fit on the ever-passing moment. Yeah. This one's a little different. Running away to me says renaissance ep yeah for sure that makes sense it just has it's a harder edge yeah and i don't know it just it it just it speaks to me in the yeah renaissance ep style it's i mean there's another great opening riff classic the also oh wait that's what it is the other one is okay so the mouth noise for the first one is that's the first one. This one is... <laughs> Nailed it. Both of them are good. Uh, the pre-chorus riff. Yes. You like that mouth noise? That rules hard. It um, is a fucking jam. Uh, that's great. This part here feels... That feels ever passing moment. Um, I mean... Part of me is like, how could these two songs not be your top two? Like, yes, they're completely new songs for this record. If you're gauging it by like what is objectively the best song, like of course there are others that are so much more classic MXPX, but for this project, I mean they're like far and away my, my I, top two. So if you if we were to take my mistake in running away out, mm-hmm. this would be a much more difficult. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> decision because yeah. there are, uh, I, when, when we get to certain songs, I will, I will say like, I had a, dif- I've had a difficult choice choosing my number three. Yeah. Um, because there are, it's banger after banger. Yeah. Um, and I, there, and I think this is, uh, Chick Magnet, I, I have a sense that with this next song, we are going to have some, mm. I think is where we're going to deviate mm. in terms of what we think about this record. I'm interested to see what you think about Chick Magnet. And if you don't have anything left to say about running away, I think we should move on. Yep. I've heard this before. Have you heard it? Yeah. 
Palmer fundamentally understands how to use reverb, reverb and, re- and use it effectively. It's not, he doesn't, I don't, I, I think he uses it in points that, um, like, especially in this song, I think this song is, is a good example of, um, like, with the badoop doop that that part at the end, he he takes too quiet. He no, but that's the thing. Muffles he, it. No, he he takes it to the background. Mm. He he's. I don't need that. I want it front and center, scat in my face, Mike. So this is this is where I disagree. <laughs> I think in so it's one of the things that little scat part I think has always been I think inherently it, it's understood it's it's sort of a cheesy part of the song. How dare you? <laughs> do do sir. <laughs> do do <laughs> Um, it no. sounds perfect to me, and how dare you? I'm a monster. No, but what I'm saying, I think, I think taking it and making it not just reverby, but just like pulling it back a little to me, uh-huh. it it works. It works, and I think Todd Glass over here, turn up that reverb. <laughs> <laughs> I want. <laughs> Good callback. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. Um <laughs> If you don't listen to the Are You Talking REM Me? Are you talking you two to me? Podcasts. This, this is a reference make, to that. It doesn't this this has nothing to do with our podcast. <laughs> no, but we have referenced this many times. Some people are reverb happy. Yes. Uh, he's one of them. And Tim so Palmer loves the reverb. Tim Palmer is, is another one. He's a reverb head. But I think he doesn't he doesn't throw it onto every song. No. He it's but like I think the times that he uses it in Chick Magnet, like especially there are um times that, which it's like that part right there. It's just like a little piece. But why is it there? It's just like two seconds to differentiate leading into like sure. the pre-course. I, I don't th- need it. 
I know, know you who don't did it need... perfectly. Oh Steve my God, fuck you. How can you perfect on perfection? <laughs> um, I don't know. Actually, this one for me, it's like, it doesn't sound that different overall. It's fine. It doesn't sound different. I think it's just, it's giving, it's a little different flavor. The It's what I think it, it's, it. I guess it, this is going to sound stupid, but I think what it does is it adds texture. Sure. It's, it's, I, I think... And we've talked about this. That I think that um, life in general, objectively, is one of MXPX's best records. Mm-hmm. It's sonically amazing. Yeah. But it, what uh, Tim Palmer does is that he, I just think the reverb adds a little bit, tiny bit of texture. Whereas I'm not saying that life in general is like a one note kind of album. Sure. But they're just like straight ahead perfectly produced sonically great pop punk songs yeah and he takes those tim palmer does and adds a different kind of flavor and when you look at a lot of the bands that he's worked with it makes sense that this is what he brings to the project yeah it this is the one of the life in general tracks where i mind the changes the least um We'll get into it, but I really like the way that Life in General is mixed and yes. the way that he messes with it on some other songs I'm not as big a fan of, but I'm fine with him changing it up on this one. All right, cool. Um, and this is one of the songs that you feel like you it benefits the most? Yes. As I said, yep. out of the, out of all the songs, the ones that are made to Poconet chime on the least. I mean, this one sounds re-recorded almost. Like it's so much cleaner. Um, yeah, this is why I think a remixed Poconatcha yeah. could fucking sound great because you don't need to re-record it if you can just adjust some of the sonics. Yeah, and it shows that it is possible. I mean, the guitars sound so guitars sound less better, for sure. sludgy. But I have mixed thoughts because, like, it definitely sounds better, but I kind of like it scuzzier. Like, I just, I'm just used to it. And the snare, as they clean it up, it makes the snare sound tinnier. It's like the ta 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 I don't know. That's the original. <laughs> Keep that in your mind. And now. <laughs> See, it's just like, ooh, live. Well, it's, re- it's reverb. It's live. I know. It sounds I'm not live. into it. Um, it's too much. I. But what does sound nice is it's really nice to hear the bass up in the mix. Yeah. As we've said, the Poconatcha mix is off because it's so sludgy guitar heavy. Yeah. And it's nice to hear an actual... And fuzzy and as fuzzy. fuck. But hear a bass that matches the guitar. It, it makes a big difference, I think, compared to the yep. original. So. Yeah. Um, now moving into much different era. Yeah. I don't want to let my 
So I think objectively, um, the song fucking rules. <laughs> Correct. Um, it will and always will rule, no matter what form it's in. Yes. Um, so I will say this: it's not in my top three. No. It was a contender because this is one of the ways that I think. So the piano is so subtle yeah is i mean it must be in the original mix but i've never noticed it before i don't think no there's no way it's in the original no you think he added that in no i guess so there's i don't i don't know it's there's no i don't know it's i i've never heard (laughs) i mean it might be buried somewhere i don't know i (laughs) wait for that piano no piano in yeah, the original really mix. You know what else is not in the original mix? As CJ pointed out, those double, doubled vocals, I don't need it. it sounds like before everything and after to me. Um, I I think this song sounds amazing. I, it's not a huge change, but it's slicker, and I just don't need it to be slicker. I don't know. He also said the bridge was different. I don't remember that. Do you... I guess it's just guitar sounds a little different. I guess. I mean, like that octave guitar. That's true. I think Maybe? that's in the original mix. I even went back and listened to make sure. But it's there. It's way in the back. Yeah, it's in the back. It's way, way in the back. Yeah, this is another one that I'm like. It's not a huge change. I don't really mind it. No, not at all. I didn't need it. So I, I was curious how many times we have talked about this song. <laughs> so we've talked about it for the acoustic collection, sure. life in general. Mm-hmm. Now with 10 years and running, we talked about it with live from the basement. Yeah. Um, Are there more? Did they do? Might be more live. Did live they, one probably. Did they do one for 
Yes, they did live. Yeah. Um, was there a, did they do, was there a tumble down version? Of, mm. Like we've, I don't <laughs> all, think so, but we've covered it a lot. All that to say. Yeah. yeah I don't, uh, I'm not into the reverb. It's too clean sounding and it's not like it was dirty in the first place. This is the original, yeah? No, this is the... It's fine. I like this part here. And it, like, goes from that, like, sort of reverb background to, like, a super clean... Sure. Where you want to go. It sounds... I don't know. I think what bothers me about the Life in General tracks in particular is that because like they're was, perfect yeah well just the bass is up pretty high in the mix on the original life in general tracks yeah and i feel like you can hear the individual pick drums you know what i mean which sounds more punk okay like, and in this on these versions it's more just general Bassy. bass yeah <laughs> and i don't know that i need that change so okay all right. Um, joining us today on uh, the podcast is Debbie John, John Debbie Downer Potter. <laughs> Turns out the results are official. I can't have children. <laughs> um, and somehow Harriet has feline AIDS. <laughs> oh my God. The best. As far as I can tell, there are no changes to this song. It it sounds clean. It sounds great. Broken I mean, Bones is a great song. There. So in the in the liner notes, it says tracks four through seven yep. and ten through nineteen, leaving out eight and nine. And this is eight. So I yeah. I don't think this has changed at all. Nope. It it still sounds great though. Sounds great. Um, part of me wonders. Um. Part of me wonders, and this is just pure speculation, we're magnified wrong, but um, Broken Bones and My Life Story um, were by Jerry Finn. Hmm. When did he, when did Jerry Finn die? I think it was a while after this. Okay. Several years at least. Yeah, part, yeah, like six years. Part of me was going to be like, did they not do this out of respect for Jerry Finn? But that doesn't make sense. Or maybe it's just because Jerry Finn fucking nailed it yeah, and they it didn't need to change anything. Yeah. God damn it. Why did we have to lose him? Yeah. I just think about, can you think, can you imagine 11 more years of, of Jerry Finn albums? Yeah. I mean, that dude, very impressive God, CV. I know. 
every time I remember about Jerry Finn not being alive, I get significantly <laughs> bummed yeah, out. Yeah. Fuck that. Um. Anyway, yeah, I just think maybe they're just like they they got to broken bones and my life story. They're like, ah, I think these are good. <laughs> Sounds fine. <laughs> Sounds fine to me. So as discussed, I don't think it's any different. <laughs> no. Um, but here's what I'll say. Um, in just a few weeks' time, I I can almost guarantee Oh yeah. they're going to be opening the well, set in Chicago. One of the sets, maybe. Maybe. I, I'm they're gonna, on record. They're going to open wa- with Walking By? <laughs> sure hope so. Uh, I'm on record as saying I don't think it's... I, I, Tom C. took us to task a little bit. For <laughs> I can only hope. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I would lose it. What's up, Chicago? I, I, I said my, if my the opening with theme fiasco. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what were you going to say about Tom C.? <laughs> that he took us to task a little bit for saying... I, I said, I, I think there are stronger songs than my life story to open a set with. I'm not really sure how it became, like, the go-to opener. That doesn't mean that I don't love the song. I just think that there are other songs they could use. Such uh, as? This would be rad. I thought about this one, as I oh said, God. on our track list. Well, this was my... That was your, that was your opener. opener for your, yeah, and I thought about it. How fucking sweet would this be? It would be really cool. Chicago! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Open the fucking bit! <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. Um. My life story, that's where we left off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I think I know your feelings on this song. It's too confusing. I you, you're not into it. Well, it's complicated. I, don't know. 
I don't like that it's different, <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> sounds better. Yes. Um, it's nice to have the bass up fuller on these songs, too. Yes. It makes a big difference. But, but it also just sounds cleaner. It it's, sounds cleaner. It sounds... I don't know that I need it to sound cleaner. Okay. But I, it sounds fuller. It, it does sound fuller. The bass sounds full as fuck. It sounds full. I, I miss the hardness of the snare. Like, that's part of the sound for me, and making the snare cleaner makes it sound like tinnier see that just like god that's like a a thwack well thwack. it's the same it's the same thing with one ad yeah the the first snare hit the first Doesn't snare hits the same punch well the first snare hits sound tinnier and ro- like that you you hear room sound yeah um, i don't need room sound yeah but those are the you hear the room sound in the first like half seconds like, you don't, it's not the remain, you don't hear that throughout the rest of one ad in Teenage Politics. Let's hear, the, let's hear the, the you, opening. The original Teenage Politics? The opening snare. Of Teenage Politics? Yeah. Thwack. From the first one. Yeah. And then the new one. So it's like, boom, boom. Now. That's the original. Uh-huh. I guess it's not that different. It feels different. It's like boom, yeah. Versus boom. <laughs> People okay. are gonna say I'm an idiot for caring this much about this, but it's true. It just it has a different it's sound for me. Barely. I don't know. Barely. Yeah, I think sure. you're. I think what you're hearing is difference, and you hate it. <laughs> I think that might be true. Ooh, don't mind this difference though. This to me, this is my number three. Wow. Because I was not expecting that. I know, I wasn't either necessarily. And I have a couple other contenders, but what ultimately put this one on the list for me was that it benefits from that fuller mix. Like we said, the bass especially. Um, I mean, we talked about the muddy guitar being really dominant on that album, but the bass being up, and then the drums on this one don't sound drastically different for me <laughs> i i was i was gonna wonder if you thought it i i i almost guaranteed that you were gonna take issue with the drums let's this see, is the original comparison all right what's the new I, one i i almost was going to guarantee that you thought the drums well now the, i gotta the, the, the drums were too clean maybe i'm a hypocrite they retain enough of the the hardness the harshness of the original somehow for me i don't know why it's different interesting but this song rules it does and this it song. was my number three for pokenacha and it's my number three here because i think they improved it so um 
this is so in talking about drums and <laughs> and drum sounds i was i've been i was thinking about as i was listening to this infamously metallica's saint anger album yeah i i thought about that album a couple times during this record yes because the tinny snare the, the tinny uh sound of the saint anger oil drums yeah conk 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 yeah so have you have you listened to or heard um someone put master of puppets with that snare with we might have even talked about this on the pod before i can't remember it's it's one of it's the, a bummer it's one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things i have ever heard we might as well hear it again if I, we have i just want to i just want to listen to hold on a second Ugh. <laughs> no, this is, such a on, bummer Wait for it. <laughs> See, it's it almost—it's so, so terrible. I feel like some of the remixes on this record like venture into that territory for me. Not that bad, but it's so bad. Yeah, the Saint Anger drums. It, but like the first time I heard this, like <laughs> I don't know however many years ago I heard this, I was just. I was nearly ruffling because it's just when when the first uh, what comes yeah. in, you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, GSF. This one and another Let It Happen song that we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. Like, it sounds better. Yeah. But it's just changed so much that I miss. So much? I think so. So, so, so much. much. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not into the new vocal mix. Mike, they changed it <laughs> so, so much. much. Oh my God. The guitar is so much more forward in the mix. And I kind of miss like the liveness of the sound on the original where the vocals are a little more like blended in work for me a little better. It just sounds too like, I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't sound good objectively, <laughs> but like, I think the way that the vocals sound a little more contained versus like stripped bare, uh, work for it a little better personally. What Interesting. Do you think? I... So it's one of the songs that, of the Let It Happen songs that they have on here, um, I like it. Okay. There's nothing about GSF that, or what they, what they've done on this record that bothers me at all. 
I think it sounds great. Um, there are other Let It Happen songs that the changes are made that I'm not into. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Can I call you sweetheart? Or even baby dog? If I had your number. Oh, God. So, uh, the parts to me of this song yep. that jump out the most. Yep. Dropouts. Yes. Yep. Huge. Too clean. Too stark. Very Don't drastic. Like it. Yeah. It sounds too poppy where it's like, <laughs> like the uh, original retains, you can tell they're playing live and just kind of stopping versus this is like obviously cut to sound dramatic. Yeah. Yes. I don't need it. But. And, but they only do that. It's only a couple times at the very beginning. The, they do the it second, again with the other one, don't they? The second half of the track, they don't do it. Okay. Um, I don't know. It sounds pretty clean. It's not. There are times where it's not as clean. Yeah. Uh, this one's pretty similar. The it's it's similar. It's similar enough. Yeah. Um. Not not enough where it's like, where if someone was someone played it at a party, I would be like, yeah. well, fucking wait a minute, <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> this is fucking Tim Palmer <laughs> fucking up the perfect work of Steve Kravac. <laughs> God damn it! Right. Um, as opposed to on the record 100 percent agreed <laughs> we are in 100 so there is like not a single change on any any of the other songs that bother me yeah as much as this song it's weird i they, don't i don't like it i no. don't and it's not that i i I still love this. Uh, love, let it happen. I just don't think it needed to be changed. No, as much. I mean, they, they, yeah, they remove these opening guitar chords entirely. Just weird. And what it, what they, what it does is, I think it, the, 
it brings the guitar way too forward. Way too forward. Way too forward. <laughs> and which, where I think that the... I think it worked very, yeah. it worked well in the back. Right. Um, and, and this, this is one of the instances where I feel like the guitar is too loud and forward. Yeah. As opposed to the bass. I would say the same with the vocals because they make the guitar parts and the vocals so prominent in the mix that it doesn't really do them any favors. <laughs> yeah. Like the song to begin with wasn't super polished. So like, Mike doesn't sound great and the guitar playing doesn't sound great. So I feel like it makes it sound more like a demo. That's another part that it's it just sounds a little off. It doesn't sound yeah. clean. No, it doesn't sound like they're playing together or something. It sounds like individual parts stripped together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah. It's did I and did you did you have let it happen? I'm pretty sure we both had it in our top fives. I think that is correct. I would almost bet money. Um, let me see. Uh, we both, yes, I, it was my number three and your number four. Okay. So we had, uh, four or five of the same songs. Yeah, that's right. Cause the album fucking rules. And I didn't, I don't think there's, I don't know. I'm so emotionally attached to the let it song, yes. let it happen that this is the one to me that bothers me sure. the most. Yeah. So I'm with you. Uh, let it uh, let it happen rules and so there's loads in the town for me that is an improvement i love this song yeah i love the renaissance ep yeah and one of the things that i said about the renaissance ep is that it was i feel like it was very early on yes. in their self-production they were getting their feet wet with producing and i it does 100 percent make this song sound a whole lot better yeah um and just for comparison. Yeah. Much fuller now. Yep. I mean, it sounds pretty similar, but it's... Yeah. Just, just It's fuller, better. Oh, shit. Fuck. Glorious. Oh, God. 
up that fucking bed. sound what i feel like they make it sound tinnier here again it's that tinnier snare i don't know what you're smoking <laughs> that was was that the original or the new one exactly <laughs> well i'm just thrown now i don't know what i'm supposed to be listening for that's the new one yes that is the new one let's hear the old one <laughs> if you don't mind um, oh God! Let's, let's listen through all of this for context. It sounds like teenage politics. <laughs> I just love that, that the drum sound, the drum sound on teenage politics is so much a part of why I love the sound of teenage politics. Our soul. Yes, and to change it just feels different. I need the thwack, man, the boom bap. How you doing, the What are we doing now? <laughs> uh, we're just going to listen to teenage politics. It's a good idea to be. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but that's a good album. Have you, um, uh, for our listeners, have you heard teenage politics? I don't know. It's kind of their old stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten to your number three yet, right? No. I, is it not a feeling it might be this next song? I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say. It hurt me to look at where she looks at me that way. Oh, can't she see what she's doing to me? Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. my number three. It was it was very close for me. It was yeah. almost my number three. This, yeah, God. I this, think it sounds better. I think it sounds so great. They kept the original intact, but improved on the sound. That's yeah. what I think. The and they still have the the only thing I I would change about this song uh-huh. a little bit. It was I would bring the a hundred percent agree. Just a little bit more forward. I need that. Wow, 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 I need wow, it. Wow, I need it so hard. I agree. And just because I need to hear it. Um. 
doesn't need to be it didn't even need to be that much further into no. the mix just the slightest bit that's part of what makes the song yeah great but yeah i think this is one where they they made it better yeah god it's and it sounds great it really does i've heard this one before have you heard it another one for me that I just love the bass and drum mix on the original Life in General too much for it to be messed with. Interesting. Do you think the opening guitar sounds... I think it sounds great on this. Yeah. It does. Let's hear the original. It sounds fucking great. <laughs> and... Where is it? And here it is. Certainly cleaner on the new one. It's it it's it is significantly different. Yeah, it sounds good. The guitar changes are not my problem with the new life in general mixes. Okay, interesting. Um, and then they, for whatever reason, included an at the show. Um, is it the exact same as at the show? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It was a uh, middle name, right? Correct. Yes. Wimotion, uh, Wimotion Wiz, my middle name. Wiz, my middle name. At the show. <laughs> I couldn't wait to bring that up. <laughs> What's into my wet? Mike. Yes. It, I mean, Wim Ocean Wiz, his middle name. It's, it's true. It's. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fun song and it's fun live. I don't, uh, I don't have any problem with having that there, but it is a little weird. I thought maybe it was a different version, but I think you're probably right. No, it is. You're right. Wait, did that have the Dolores intro too?
Yeah. Okay. Sounds a little different, but probably just makes different. Nah, it's the same. Mm, yep, it's the last, like, five seconds of Dolores right. into Wimotion. Well, Wiz, my middle name. That was our whist of <laughs> ten <laughs> years in wanting songs. Um, <laughs> it was fun to... To go through this, I, I was skeptical initially about its value, but I think it was fun to compare. And yeah, I think it's I think it's a unique enough album. Yeah, um, pretty sure we've played my mistake in running away at some point on the pod, but it was nice yeah, to give them I don't a proper know, due. I don't know when. Maybe around the time of between Renaissance and before everything. I don't know. Just to call them out. I don't even remember. I don't remember as, anything. As stated, we barely remember anything. Correct. Um, Are we at three hours yet? Not yet. We, 2.40. Okay, okay. okay. Ish. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Anything? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, wait. I'm looking at Tim Palmer. What's up, Timmy? Um, he mixed songs for several Austin bands. Okay. He mixed Quiet Company. He did some stuff for Quiet Company, which um, is a uh, a band, as aforementioned, um, a rock band, in a Austin rock band. Four piece. Um, multiple pieces. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Taylor Muse is the brainchild behind this band. Grew up Christian, and um, he sort of had a deconversion of sorts, and uh, he released an album in uh, what was it? What year was it? Two thousand eleven. I'm just making. <laughs> yes, uh, Have we talked he, about them before. Yes, yeah. I talked about them because of oh, the yeah, significance yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, of right. this album for me. Yes, um, the album is called "We Are All Where We Belong." Right, and it was sort of an album all about his his leaving of Christianity. And I discovered this album in 2013, and as I was wrestling with what I believed in my sort of deconversion and coming out of Christianity. And it was one of the most profound musical experiences I've had in my life. Mm. And one of the most emotional experiences I've had listening to an album that just, you know, teenage politics was probably like the first musical experience where I was had, where I had like, Holy shit, this is like, landing at a time that was so significantly important to me. Mm-hmm. And then this album to me, we we are all where we belong in 2013. Uh, when I first heard it landed at the precise moment that like when I was having this yeah. experience and I was like in it, it, it like, I remember, I don't know how many people had like have had like visceral responses to albums but i and i remember hearing um 
listening to this album for the first time at work in my cubicle and mm-hmm. nearly bursting into tears mm-hmm. because it was exactly what I needed to hear mm-hmm. at a particular time in my life. Um, and, and I think we all have those albums that, and I think for us, teenage politics is one of them that out of context for almost anybody, they're just going to be like, it doesn't mean the same thing. Sure. And in the same way that for some people, poking at you is like, oh my God, 1994, <laughs> this uh-huh. album was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for other people, it's like, I've listened to it twice. Right. Um, and that is what I think is about, uh, for music, it, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it sort of surpasses like, mm-hmm. like transcends. It, it transcends like yeah. just like the music itself. Sure. It, 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 it's a moment. It's an experience. It's personal. And which is why full circle, 10 years in running and the way these songs are mixed, I think why some of them, yeah, you just like, it's literally the same song. It's right. the same chords. Yeah. It's all of it's the same. It's sonically how the drums and the guitar and everything sounds. And, and I think it's just because of the familiarity that it's hard to, uh, just take, take that, that experience out of those songs. Yeah. I'm very curious if listeners feel the same as us or if they're like, you guys are overthinking it too much. Yeah. I yeah I, I if, well, let I mean, us know your thoughts. Well, also because when we see when we see the band in uh, in just a few weeks, mm-hmm. we will one hundred percent have a fundamentally different experience. Yeah, like MXPX never plays the song the same way. Like every every show is different. Right. And every, every, it's just always going to be different. And I haven't seen MXPX play live since April 6th, 2000. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This so is, it'll, be big... it will almost be nine, almost, almost to the year, almost yeah. to the day, 19, 19 years. years. That's wild. Wow. Dude. I've lived almost an entire <laughs> lifetime since the last time I saw MXPX play live. Now you're finally ready to receive it. I'm a fine. I'm, I'm a big boy. That's right. I was a little boy. Yeah. And man. I wanted to be a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was 16 years old the last time I saw them play. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's insane to think that. Uh, wow. I'm. It's it's so. And I think this is something that people might not understand about me as um, such a a huge music fan Uh is that some people just don't see a lot of live shows. And I'm one of those people Hmm. that I just don't go to a lot of shows. What the show? I'm, I, it, you know, whim motion. (laughs) I know. Just, it, I, just, know wait, I know. I know. Hold on. Hold. 
John, uh-huh. hold on. Yeah. Wimotion. Yes. <laughs> Whiz my middle name. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, Sometimes being wet at the show is a little too emotional for you. It, I know we're jo- <laughs> I know we're joking. But it kind of is. But I have had a number of experiences. This is a Andrew's emo corner. Sure. Um, where I've gone to shows and my anxiety has gotten the best of me. That's right. You've talked about this. Where before. I've yeah. had to leave. Yeah. Like my favorite bands. Yeah. Where I can barely handle being there. Yeah. And it's fucked up. And and I'm fortunately at an emotional place where I feel like uh, I I can handle that sort of situation. But I've I've seen I saw as I lay dying live by myself, and I it was at a point where I was like I was really struggling by myself being there but i really so desperately wanted to be at the show yeah uh what the show show. i didn't want to say that (laughs) because you were being serious but (laughs) um but i think i've mentioned this before too like i went to go see coheed and cambria and Mm -hmm. another band i left before coheed even played because i was just like and they're one of my favorite bands and i couldn't even handle being there so it's a it's so some people might be like oh he's a poser he hasn't seen them in like 19 years right but it's it's one of those weird things where i have i have a hard time being yeah. sure. uh at the show um so but but all that to say um it's going to make this show so much more meaningful yeah because of all the amazing people that are going to be at the show (laughs) in just a few weeks so very pumped yeah i'm super pumped i i'm very curious what the two show uh set lists are going to be yeah me too i hope they're pretty different well i I think they probably will be i'm sure they will be because not like crazy different but no, I, I imagine that they're going to have, I would imagine that like 75%. I was going to say, what, what's the percentage that's going to both? Se- I a would decent ima- amount. I would, I would say no less than like 75% is going to be different. Imagine they'll, they'll throw in a handful of uh, deep cuts, maybe yeah. like one or two deep cuts in each, in each show, but. Man, I'm getting psyched. I, I'm hoping, um, I mean, with the exception of obviously punk rock show that they're going to play, uh, at both shows, I imagine I'm hoping like, I'm hoping teenage politics, the song teenage politics at the very least, if not, and, and Dolores, I would like Dolores to see, it's gotta happen. It's, they better let it happen. I would like to see Dolores. <laughs> And teenage politics, if not some study humans. <laughs> I wouldn't bank on study humans. <laughs> Even if Bri is there. <laughs> Just to remind you, Mike, this is how the opening goes. Yeah. Um, okay, well, if you... <laughs> if they played Democracy or Americanism, 
I would rip my arms off. I said that last time. But yes. I'd and if you, if you ripped your arms off, I would beat you with them. And, and I would then, I would be into it. And you That's would be super into it. Um, if you want to rip your arms off, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook <laughs> and talk about which MXPX songs would make you want to rip your arms off. <laughs> I'm really curious to hear everybody's thoughts about 10 years and wanting um, <laughs> because it's just an interesting collection. And I, uh, yeah. I want to know what people think. I, I assume everybody thinks my mistake in running away rules as much as we do. But um, And if they up. don't, they're wrong. Yep. Wook you. Uh, this is dumb. <laughs> my wife is texting me that I need to get the clothes out of the dryer, so this, I got to go. <laughs> this, is, this is a great bit. <laughs> Uh, I've also needed to pee for like the past okay, hour. Let's wrap it up. Oh, yeah, uh, let's do this. Rate and review us. Boom. Wherever you get your podcasts. ITunes. Subscribe to us if you haven't yet. What else? What else besides iTunes? Um, <laughs> Google Play. Sure. Stitcher. Yep. Um, fucking, you can Podbean where we, they yeah, post sure. us. Spotify, YouTube. Yes. Apple Podcast. Yep. You, you can email us. Email us. Where? <laughs> Magnifypod at gmail.com. That's correct. What else? Leave us a goddamn voicemail. Do it. 872-762-4763. 8727-MAG-FUCKING-POD. <laughs> Support us over at patreon.com slash magnified pod. Uh, uh, and on the next episode, who you know, fucking knows? Doing, who cares? <laughs> but whatever true. we do, it'll be about time for a podcast at our house. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Get in the fucking pit! I'll get back you in the pit! Fuck! I'll tear your arms off! Tear your arms off! <laughs> Fuck! Tear your arms off! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>